0: listening to Give Me The Bible with Len Today's program is entitled Blessings Hello my radio friends I'm glad you've joined me today for another program in the series, Give Me the Bible. Today, we will consider the subject of blessings. In case you're not too sure what a blessing is, it is something good that is given to you, something that you like, and something that helps you. Some blessings are material some psychological, and some spiritual. The first blessing we will consider today was from Jesus. After his resurrection, Jesus did not immediately go back to heaven. He stayed here on earth for a period of 40 more days. You can read that for yourself in Acts chapter 1. Immediately after Jesus' resurrection, that Sunday evening, the disciples were huddled together in a locked room because they feared what the Jews might do to them. They were probably afraid for two reasons. Firstly, the body of Jesus had disappeared from the tomb and the Jews would probably blame the disciples for the disappearance. Secondly, With their leader out of the way, the disciples feared that the Jews would attempt to eradicate them and they too would be killed. One of the disciples was missing. We don't know why Thomas was not there, but when he came back to where the others were, they announced, We have seen the Lord. That's from John 20, verse 25. Thomas scoffed. Ah, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where, his, where the nails were and put my hand into his side I will not believe it even in today's vernacular we still have the expression doubting Thomas referring back to this occasion although the doors were locked Jesus came into the room greeted the disciples and then turned to Thomas and told him to touch him where he'd been wounded. Then he said, Stop doubting and believe. Then Jesus made this statement, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, Who are those who have believed in Jesus yet have not seen him? Yes, you're right. That's me and you if you believe in him. But how are we blessed? Well, we will know that Jesus died for our sins, that we are forgiven, that we are loved by God, and that we will be given eternal life. In effect, of the effect of that is that we will have a sense of self-worth. We will have peace. We will have hope for the future. And we will know that we're not alone in this sin-darkened world. And we will know that we are loved. You know, my friends, that's a fantastic blessing. In this day and age where the focus is on making money, becoming successful and having a good time, to be content and happy is something many, even rich people, envy. If you read chapter 20 of John yourself, you will note that when Thomas recognised that Jesus was indeed in the room in person, he made this statement, My Lord and my God. Although Jesus generally referred to himself as the Son of Man, there were quite a few times where he is called Son of God. Jesus was God, but laid aside his divinity while here on earth to experience what human beings have to go through, to rub shoulders, with us, to save us. We've covered the reasons for all this in a previous program entitled, Why a Man? In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10 and verse 32, is something Jesus said to his disciples privately. And this relates in part to what Jesus said to Thomas. He said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. This is blessing number two. In the Old Testament, there are approximately 350 prophecies That relate to Jesus. All of them have come true. This, to me, friends, is powerful evidence that the Bible is true, that it can be trusted, that it is the Word of God, and that you can depend on it. Those prophecies were made hundreds and hundreds of years before the coming of Jesus. If you know anything about the mathematics of probability, you would probably know that the probability of getting one of those prophecies right would be one out of a very large number. But to get all 350 right, the odds are mind-boggling. Now, what was so blessed to see and hear What the disciples saw and heard. They were very privileged to have been in the company of Jesus. How their hearts must have thrilled to realise this that they were in the company of God, God the Son, God the Word. They heard his wisdom, they saw the miracles he performed. They understood his love and were recipients of it. They were drawn to him and loved to be near him. Of course, at first, they thought that Jesus was going to rise up as a mighty leader and kick the Romans out of Israel and Palestine so that the Jews would be self-governing again. But Jesus made it clear that the kingdom he established was a spiritual kingdom. As a child, I enjoyed hearing what old people had to say. At first, I did not know why they held my interest. But when I became older, I realized that it was because of the wisdom and knowledge they imparted. I could learn from them. Mind you, I did not spend all my time hanging around oldies. I did the usual things that children did. But when there were old people present, I found what they said interesting and was attracted to them. It is no wonder that great crowds of people flocked around Jesus He shared something that gave people hope and joy and made them feel satisfied. And the disciples were with him practically all the time. That would have been fantastic. Yet, in another sense, we who believe are to have the privilege of what the disciples experienced. Have you ever wondered what you might do when you're in heaven? Some people have suggested that heaven would be boring. I think the best and most wonderful thing in heaven will simply to be in the presence of Jesus, to praise and thank him. Maybe you've had a taste of that, By being in the presence of someone you really like Or even better, love It's not what you do that counts It's simply being with that person Receiving eternal life And being in the presence of Jesus Is a blessing the disciples had And it is a blessing I am physically Eagerly looking forward to Now Blessing 3 From the paraphrase version of the Bible known as the Clear Word Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6 says But when you pray find a solitary place to talk quietly with God Your Heavenly Father will hear your prayers and you will soon find a blessing in the time you spend alone with Him have you ever heard of the problem some people have when they are subjected to prolonged, dark, gloomy days? It's known as Seasonal Affective Disorder, SAD, SAD for short. This disorder is especially common in areas of high latitude, where the winters are cold, the days are short, and people spend a lot of time indoors. Countries like Iceland, Sweden and Norway have such winters, and there are many people there who are subject to SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. You can't change the weather, and these people would love to be out in the sunshine But when there is no sunshine to be had, what can they do? Well, one treatment method is by introducing drugs or chemicals into the bloodstream. Vitamin D and serotonin are two of these. But a very effective treatment is to expose the patients to bright light. This works well and depressed people with SAD make a good recovery after several and sometimes only one treatment where they sit in a room where bright, warm light streams down on them. But you know, the same sort of treatment is available for anyone who chooses to spend time in presence of God In prayer, the verse said you will soon find a blessing in the time you spend alone with him. I'm afraid that although in this day and age we are surrounded by labor and time-saving devices, we seem to have less free time than people of previous generations. There seems to be an urgency to pack as much into life as possible. Quiet time and time to meditate and think seem to have vanished from the modern lifestyle. And as finding time to pray, well, that seems almost impossible. There is great personal benefit in finding time to be with your innermost self and there is great personal benefit in spending time with God. The text said that we should find a solitary place and there talk quietly with God. The Bible records what Jesus did. Often he would go at night to some quiet spot in a garden or olive grove and spend the night in prayer. We're going to have a short break and go on straight afterwards. Precious Lord take my hand Leave me on, let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I Lord, lead me home. When my Presses way grows greater, precious Lord, precious Lord, when my, my life is all. Just me home. When the darkness appears And the night draws near And the day is past and gone. At the river I stand Guide my feet, hold my hand Take my hand Precious Lord, lead me home Precious Precious Lord, Lord, take my hand Lead me on, oh, let me stand, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm weak. Love. Me me In case you didn't know, that was Elvis Presley who made, quite, uh, made an album and sang quite a lot of spiritual songs. Just before the break, we were talking about spending quiet time with God. And we had the example of Jesus, who on many occasions would go by himself to a solitary place and pray. Other people have a special part of their home or shed or garden where they go to simply think, meditate and pray. Not only is it a wonderful therapy, but it puts you in a closer relationship with the Lord there is a great blessing in making a regular time and place where you can put aside the cares, troubles and responsibilities of life and be alone with God. Is there somewhere you can have as a prayer room or prayer place? If you can follow the practice of Jesus in setting aside a time and place for prayer each day, And if you receive the benefits of following this practice, why don't you give the station or our producer, Nick, a call and share how you have benefited. A personal example of being alone with God was when I was living in the country. One day, when I was alone, I decided to climb a mountain that overlooked a large open plain. It wasn't necessary for me to have special climbing equipment as the mountain was not that high, nor was it terribly steep. When I reached the top, I spent some time in prayer, just talking, in this case, aloud to God. For me, it was a special and exhilarating experience. And in your case, even if you have a lively family, Take the time to go into your room and pray. You'll never be the same again. We don't need to fill our lives with garbage, TV, videos, computer games and the like. Those things empty us rather than fill us. Go for blessings. Spend quiet time with God. Now the fourth blessing I want to bring to your attention today is found in the book of Romans, chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. You know, all pagan religions are such that the people are always attempting to appease their gods. They have to make offerings and sacrifices, and if they do something wrong, they think their gods will be annoyed with them and cause them some... With those religions, there is no forgiveness, no peace. Life is one continual effort in trying to keep on the right side of their stern and not-so-pleasant gods. Their religion is a works-based religion. But our Creator-Redeemer God is different. Our God knows what we are like. Psalms 103 verses 13 and 14 explains it very well. It says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he removed our transgressions, our sins from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed He remembers we are dust. Essentially, the text explains that the God who inspired the Bible, the God the Bible speaks about, is a loving, caring God who has compassion on human beings. He cares for us. He knows the stuff we have to deal with. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our tendency to do wrong instead of right. He knows the human condition. He knows our names, where and how we live, the words we say, and even our very thoughts. In Matthew 10, verse 26, the Bible tells us that God knows even the number of hairs we have on our heads. The Apostle Peter goes even further in 1 Peter 5, 7. Not only does God love us and care for us, but wants us to take him into our confidence. Cast your, all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The text from Romans 4.7 said that we are blessed when our transgressions are forgiven. As Martin Luther first experienced, And as people who worship pagan gods, there is no letter, no freedom. Their their sins stay with them forever, but not so with God. 1 John 1.9 reminds us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a blessing it is to be forgiven. It's like being given a new start, a clean sheet. To be forgiven allows us to get on with life and not be dragged down by guilt and a sense of our own failures. My friends, if you are suffering because of what you know you've done wrong, instead of being eaten up because of your failures, take and make the opportunity to go to God in prayer and ask for forgiveness. Just speak to him. If he knows how many hairs are on your head, he will listen to you and forgive you. And when you've done that, it'll be like a huge load has been lifted from your back. Now today, we've seen how we can be blessed. Blessing number one is to believe that Jesus is our personal Saviour, even though we have not seen him. Blessing two is to see Jesus. Until Jesus comes again, we have to see him by faith, but then we will see him face to face then that blessing will be so great and wonderful we will be filled with joy unimaginable. Blessing number three is to spend time alone with God in prayer. And blessing number four is to have our sins forgiven. My friends, that's four blessings from God. Blessings that enrich your life and give an anchor to your soul. As a Christian, I enjoy these blessings, and I sometimes feel sad for people who don't know God. They must feel quite alone, and find the future dark and foreboding. I'd love to share more with you on this subject, but time is up for today. I really want you to have these blessings too. And that's my wish for you today. May God bless you as you allow him to work in your life.